Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Buccinelli. If you listen to Colin and Taylor's most recent episode, you know we are excited to announce that we are starting a Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform where you can subscribe and gain access to a bunch of extra content. From Colin and Taylor, you'll gain early access to the regular episodes and a bunch of extra content expanding on those episodes. From Colin and myself, we're planning to bring back the book club where we discuss some of the most popular and interesting running-related books. Lastly, for me and my interviews, I'll be including the first 40 minutes of each interview wherever you get your podcasts, but full interviews will be exclusively on Patreon. In addition to full interviews, Patreon members will have the opportunity to ask questions of my upcoming guests. This benefit will begin this week with my next guest, Cole Matheson. If you have a question you'd like to ask Cole, feel free to message me on Patreon. I've got a few more things in the works that I'm looking forward to talking about in the coming weeks. A uh, big thank you to all who have joined already. If you haven't and would like to, the link to join is in the show notes. I'm excited for this next chapter of the Indiana Runner podcast. And now to the interview. Could you talk more about the role that your family and then maybe specifically your dad has had on your coaching and just even life in general? Yeah, yep, yep. So, you know, I go to my uncle, you know, my uncle in in, in Kansas, you know, I, I learned, you know, that that conference streak, right? I learned a lot through that and just um, how amazing that is. And um, just year and year again, that he was able to just get teams to buy into what he was doing and what he was saying. And I just remember what I felt, you know, listening to him talk and like, yeah, we're going to go do that kind of thing. And so, um, you know, I learned that from him. Um, but then, you know, my dad, it's, it's been my entire life. You know, it's, it's when I was a kid, just following him around, you know, and we were trying to go into cross country meets and, <clears throat> trying to keep up. Um, and as I got older, you know, just trying to always hear the things that he would say to his teams, you know, like I, when I was little teams meetings weren't fun, but then as I got older team meetings were a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I like to hear what he had to say. Um, and, you know, driving in and out of Georgetown when I'd go with them to practice or I'd, I'd go to work with them and, you know, he'd be all the conversations then, or just the conversation you'd be having on the phone and just the stuff I'd be hearing and picking up, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I just learned so much from him. Um, and then, you know, to the point where, um, you know, how does it impact me now or what do I get from him now? It's, you know, there's always, I can always call him, right. If I have a question, I always call him if I'm like, you know, dad, I'm here's where we are right now. This is kind of where I'm struggling or this is what I'm thinking. What do you got for me? And for me, then it's like, get out a piece of paper and pencil and start writing as fast as I can. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Buccinelli. The following is an interview with Justin Helmer. Justin is the current head girls cross country and boys and girls track and field coach at Bloomington North High School. During this interview, we cover Justin's start in the sport, being a multi-sport athlete in high school and college, the key moments that have defined his athletics career, the role his family has played in both his athletics and coaching careers, what he's learned coaching other sports, making the move to Bloomington from Kansas, transitioning from teaching to working for an engineering firm, what he believes about training and culture, and much more. Coming from a lineage of extremely accomplished coaches, it was cool to hear the influence they've had on Justin, but also how he strived to be his own coach, coming to his own beliefs on training and culture. I also loved how committed he is to his team, at one point saying he'll know when it's time to stop coaching when he feels he can't give his all to his teams. Again, thank you guys for listening to and supporting this podcast. As always, hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And without further ado, I give you Justin Helmer.
All right, Justin, welcome to the Indiana Runner podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. How uh, how's practice going so far this summer? It's been good. You know, it's uh, I'm not really sure what to expect out of the team this year. Um, and so some new faces, you know, we have some returning runners, but um, yeah, so it's just been kind of a different energy. You know, we didn't really lose a lot of seniors, but uh, it just, it's a little different and, you know, it's summertime. And so you, you see a kid for a few days and they're on vacation and then, you know, so it's just mm -hmm. constantly changing. Um, but we've had good numbers. And so that's, that's the big part, I guess. Yeah. When do you guys have practice? Um, so we go at seven in the morning. Um, you know, and we used to back when I was a teacher and I'm probably getting to that at some point, but, um, when I was teaching and had the summers off, um, you know, we'd meet like eight, eight thirty. Um, but now just to make the schedule work for me, we go at seven and, Really, it's a little bit cooler out that point in time anyway. So, yeah, we're going tomorrow. Yeah. We go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So we meet four days a week. And then okay. we're on the other days. Yeah, we're we're 7.30 Monday to Thursday, off okay. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I was uh, talking to the North Central girls coach like a week ago, and he said that I think they go at 6 a.m. And they oh, used wow. to go at 5.30 like wow. a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets the buy-in, you know, and that's the thing. Yeah. Is, like I'd have some of the girls looking at me crazy if I said, let's go at six. Uh, they'd do it, but, you know, it's summertime. They want to sleep in. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, I beat the heat, I guess. Get out, yep. get out of the way. Sure. Um, oh, cool. Do you guys do a, a team camp? We do. We go to the uh, Indiana Dunes. Um, oh, cool. And so, you know, Charlie Worthen, he's been at, at North since the, you know, the late 70s and um, kind of started that tradition of going up to Indiana Dunes. And so when I first got to North, um that's what they were doing and and the girls were doing it as well because charlie's daughter was the head coach at the time jen um and so they were doing the the team camp together and um they just kind of carried that tradition on it's it's fun it's, you know get out of bloomington yeah for sure when do you guys go um we'll leave um we've had to change it again because of my work schedule right but um so we'll leave on sunday the 16th we leave we go up um and then we're there Monday, Tuesday, come back Wednesday afternoon. Okay. And cool. yeah, 16th. So, and we come back and they have a week before they start school. So kind of have a nice down week before they uh, jump back into it. There we go. Nice. Well, I appreciate you doing this, taking the time yeah. to to talk with me. Yeah, we open up each, uh, each interview with what's called tier talk. So we rank our... I guess in this case, like least favorite, but typically our favorite things in a certain category. Um, this week is what are the three things you dislike the most that most other people like? Uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, I'll let you start. I'll let you start and I'll jump okay. in. <laughs> All right. Number three for me is pants and like, like long pants, so not pants period. So I like growing up, I was always the person like, standing at the bus stop it'd be zero degrees i'd still be wearing shorts something about having the legs free maybe it's being a runner you know like running shorts almost year round except when you're in tights but i just like having the legs free like having them breathe you know yep I understand. <laughs> <laughs> that's why number three all right number two is ketchup um actually have you been to brew burger or do you are you I familiar not. nope Nope. Okay. There's a couple locations like near Indy. It's like a burger place. Um, they yeah. make a really good like house ketchup. It's not really ketchup. It's, but it's kind of it's a kind of a ketchup barbecue mix. But mm -hmm. outside of that, I just never been a huge fan of ketchup. 
Like, how do you always eat my fries dry? <laughs> like, pretty I weird. Do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Respect. There we go. As long as they're salty um, enough, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And fresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my number two. And the number one is nightlife. Uh, I've always just been like, uh, I'd rather have a game night with some close friends or like watch a movie or read a book. I'd much rather do that than like go out. Um, yeah. I'm pretty introverted, like by nature. And so, like being around people that I know and, and like is a lot more enjoyable than like going out. And I, I live in Broderpool, like right near, I don't know. What do you do right there? <laughs> yeah, I know. But still, I'd rather like be inside. So, sure. That's my yeah. number one. All right. So, I guess for me now, um, number three for me, uh, I've probably a lot of people don't like, but heights, heights, I cannot do. Um, absolutely terrified of heights um <laughs> i was just up on my our house it's it's not very tall on the front side uh, but just cleaning out gutters the other day and it's just uneasy feeling um mm. so so heights are a no-go uh, is it any is it like any circumstance like so i yeah. actually just got back from st louis and we went up in the arch would that terrify you if i am inside of something it's where i feel safe like all the walls and the floor and you know nothing bad's <laughs> gonna happen then I'm totally fine. But if it's just, you know, if I walk too close to the edge, something bad could happen. Um, okay. <laughs> that's not for me. You know, uh, just an uneasy feeling. So that's yeah. fair. Um, I have a, a you, you had pants. I have some clothes too. Crocs. I do not like Crocs. Oh, interesting. Um, totally against Crocs. Um, <laughs> my daughter, I have a six-year-old daughter and it's like, ah, let's, can we find some other shoes? You know, let's, let's not buy Crocs. We'll, we'll do something different. And what so, is it about them? I just don't like the look of them. I don't know. I just don't like them. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and then my number one, um, I, I'm a pizza guy, right? And I'm a, I'm a cheese pizza guy. Um, I don't like anything about pizza. Um, really? Yeah, maybe, maybe some pepperonis, um, but no vegetables. Uh, just a cheese pizza guy. So I guess uh, nothing on my pizza is, is my number one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that is pretty rare. I guess like yeah. pepperoni and salad. I'm also pretty much a no vegetable guy, like mm-hmm. the bare bones, but yep. Yep. that's funny. Yeah. So will yeah. you wear like, uh, like slides or like flip-flops or is it? I'll wear flip-flops or, um, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll wear flip-flops or chacos. I'll wear things like that. Oh, yeah. but I don't know what it is about, you know, I don't know, Crocs. I've just never been a fan. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> um, well, cool. So our second opener is what's called car thoughts. Um, the gist of it is the thoughts that you have while you're driving in the car, taking a shower, those times that you have alone. And so I can go first for this one, my serious one. Uh, what I've kind of been thinking about over the past like week or so is so like whether it be conscious or subconscious, like you have roles and obligations in your life that, um, that you kind of have to rank. They, they, will come in conflict with each other um, as you just like go about life. Like each minute of the day, you have to be doing something obviously and deciding what to do with that minute often is decided by whether it be you're thinking about it or not thinking about it. Um, Like the priorities you put on your roles um, and your obligations. So I've been thinking about this, um, trying to like lay out how those would be ranked um, in my own life, like whether it be like I'm in a relationship, like my girlfriend, we got work, 
Um, got coaching, got this podcast, got my own like fitness goals, um, even things like budget. Uh, I don't know. There's like a, a huge list of things that I, that can be considered for this. So I'm thinking that like when I come into a situation where these things are like in conflict with each other, like how how do I respond? How do I what do I do with that time? And also to make it even more complicated, if I'm explaining this well at all, like considering it on like a time horizon as well of like like the the short term and the long term, like doing something now may be beneficial for my work, but in the long term, it's not beneficial to other things. So there's like this a lot to consider there. Um, but so yeah, I've just I've been thinking about that in, in situations like when if I have the opportunity to maybe leave work a little early and maybe it doesn't necessarily like look great on me or something, but I have time to, you know, work on the podcast or go spend time with my girlfriend. Like is, should I value that more? And just being more conscious about that. So yeah. <laughs> that's my that's serious thought. And that's, that, that'll change over the course of life, you know, as those priorities change and uh, families and, and things like that. Yeah. But that is, that's a good one. I <laughs> appreciate it. Hopefully I explained it decently. Mm-hmm. Um, my not so serious, that's something I thought about for a long time is, so why are chipmunks cute, but rats not? Why are puppies cute, but raccoons not? Like what makes an animal cute? And like, why, why are puppies typically cuter than dogs? Like babies are cuter than full-size humans. Yep. <laughs> what makes, <laughs> what makes something cute, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we're raccoons. I'll be uh at Dunes Camp. You know, the raccoons uh, <laughs> they come out at night. <laughs> and so uh I agree. They're not cute. I I don't want to see any. But so maybe it's like the I don't know, like rats eating trash and just like kind of the... I think the rat's tail. Oh, I think you're right actually. I think just that in itself. <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. something to think about there. There you go. There you go. Uh, what have you been thinking about? Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I totally went car thoughts, right? Uh, the name of the the segment's car thoughts, so I just put myself in the car, and and what am I thinking about in the car? Um, and you know, the reality of it is, for me, it's you know, I, I, I think to like in season, you know, as um those car thoughts, it's I have two trips. I have uh, at the end of the day, I have from work, and I have about a three or four minute drive to practice, and oh, so nice. I feel like that's a a three or four minute time to just kind of put work behind me and switch the gears and just go straight into thinking about practice and, and making sure I, I know what I want to say, what, what we need to get accomplished and just kind of have those final thoughts and that kind of quiet time um, on that, on that short drive. Um, and then the the same thing, you know, when it's, when I'm leaving practice um, I try to take that time on the drive home at some point to transition, you know, and, and mm-hmm. kind of put practice behind me put the day behind me so that I can come home and, and be a husband and, and be a dad to my daughter. Um, and that's something I've, I've kind of learned, uh, you know, I, I think really as a, as a teacher um, when I was teaching and I would have a hard day in the classroom or, or just some difficult, you know, um, moments with some students or something. And, and, you know, just kind of put me in a mood that I would then carry out to track practice and a whole different set of kids, but you know, that was carrying it over into practice and, you know, having that moment of, hey, I can't, I gotta, I gotta shut it off and, and think different and, and bring the best version of myself out at that time. 
And so that's a lot of my car thoughts are, are, you know, kind of processing, thinking about what we just did and then, and then switching gears and, and going to the next one um, is, is, is my serious one. The not so serious. I struggled on this. I, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> not so serious. You know, I was like, Oh, what do I think about when I'm, uh, I just feel like so much of, of my thinking is what's, what's next, you know, um, you know, what's, what yard work do I need to do next? Or, uh, you know, what are we, what are we going to do as a family? Um, I'm not thinking, I guess, about raccoons and, and puppies and, and chipmunks. <laughs> so I don't That's know fair. if I've got a good one on now and I'm sorry. No, it's all good. So if you like don't consciously think about the transition from like one responsibility to the next, do you find it's like really hard to not carry it over? Yeah. I just, if I'm in a bad mood, it just carries over. And then I become, you know, at practice, maybe I become short or I just don't have as much patience or I'm not as vocal. I'm not as motivating, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and I definitely catch myself in that at times. Um, and, you know, with my new job, I, it's a different type of stress than what, when I was teaching. Um, and so, yeah, it, but at the same time now that, that difference, it, it gives me an opportunity to get outside and um, be around more people and just interact on a, a different level. And so it's, it's fun. Yeah. Have you found the transition from teaching to practice or your new job to practice to be harder? Um, probably my new job. Um, I feel a lot more rushed at times, um, you know, trying to finish up stuff at the office or, um, you know, making sure I fulfill that commitment or teaching. I'm a little bit more in control of what I'm doing in my day. I'm a little bit uh, more in control of the end of the day um, and that transition period where, I don't have as much control. Um, and so that makes it a little bit more stressful. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, cool. I appreciate you sharing, sharing the serious one. I yep, like yep. that a lot. That's a, I mean, that's a really good reminder. So for the, the interview portion, we're going to kind of break it up into two sections, your your background in running and the sport, uh, and then coaching, um, yep. all things coaching and career. So we'll start at the beginning. How did you get your start in the sport? Did you run at an early age you play other sports what was that like it was yeah I mean I played probably all the sports growing up you know with baseball and soccer and basketball um and obviously running was a huge part of our family um you know with my dad coaching at the time when I was a kid he was a high school coach um and and a, a teacher and so um kind of born into that my mom was a teacher um and so you know I just remember at a young age just being around track being around cross country um, being around high school athletes. Um, and, you know, and then as my dad went to Georgetown and going into DC and, and being a part of that and being around, it was just always, I just looked up to him so much and thought he had the coolest job in the entire world. And what he was doing was what I wanted to do. And so, um, yeah, the biggest thing into the running world for me, but like I said, I, I played all the sports growing up and, um, eventually fell on a couple. Yeah. Was it always going to be running or did you think you would do something else going into school? You know, I think I played basketball. Um, that was kind of, you know, in high school, I was cross country basketball and track. Um, and even in college, it was basketball and track. I didn't do cross country in, in college. Um, and so, you know, I think there's parts of me that is just running was always going to be a thing. Um, whether it was, me feeling, you know, I wanted to do it. I loved it. I, I saw it all the time. 
Um, I wanted to be those athletes that my dad coached. Um, but then also I think at times, you know, feeling like, Oh, I feel like I have to do this, you know, or my friends or, you know, Oh, you just do that because it's your dad or, you know, some of those expectations mm-hmm. or thoughts that I put on my own self as a, a younger kid. Um, I, you know, I think I swayed both ways at different times in my childhood of wanting to, and then being like, I don't know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go play basketball. I'm going to do something different right? Um, kind of attitude. Definitely. So did you grow up in Kansas? I did not. Um, so I was, I was born in Tennessee, uh, lived there for just a couple of years. Um, my dad and my mom's from Tennessee. Um, and then my dad, they, they were in Southwest Virginia for, for a little while. Um, and then moved to Northern Virginia. Uh, so Woodbridge, uh, just about 40 miles South of DC in okay. the Woodbridge Manassas area. So I, that's where I grew up and I lived there until I went to college in Kansas. Uh, oh, okay. the whole time my dad was at Georgetown. Like I said, once he went from high school uh, to Georgetown, um, and then yeah, I, that's that's where I grew up. Okay. So, yeah. What was it like? You said West Virginia, right? Uh, Virginia. Virginia. Okay. So yeah, what yeah. was it? What was it like growing up in Virginia? What was the running scene like in that area? Yeah, it, Virginia was good. It's a good state. Um, you know, I try to think back. You know, I, I, there's a handful of colleges. Um, you know, my dad had a, a big camp there for a long time, Blue Ridge running camp and um, something I went to as a little kid. And, you know, there's there's amazing places to run because in Virginia you have you can go to the beach, you can go to the mountains, um, kind of get a little bit of everything on the landscape. A lot of battlefields where I grew up, um, we would have practice on old battlefields. Um, <laughs> so different like, you know, national parks or place like that. Um, and so that was really cool. You know, just some of the, the places we got to run uh, was a lot of fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Was it how big was or I guess what was the dominant sport like when in uh in Virginia? Yeah, I don't so you know, East Coast school we had so many sports because you had lacrosse for guys. Um and that was in the high schools. Field hockey for the girls was in the high school. Um, you know, and then all the others. Um yeah. you know, the high I'm trying to think, you know, the high school that I went to, um I don't, we didn't necessarily like dominate in anything or um you know one sport you know soccer was big um yeah so i just yeah some of those more east coast schools um and, and sports you know like i said i just remember lacrosse and you just don't see that out here didn't yeah see that. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure. that seems like the gr- fastest growing sport right now seems oh, like yeah 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 Blue like yeah yep yep yeah yeah definitely so in high school you did cross-country basketball and track that's right. Yeah. Okay. I did those three. And, you know, I think probably early on, um, you know, I was all into running and running was what I was going to do. And, um, you know, my freshman year, I was, you know, five, eight and 135 pounds, you know, <laughs> and uh, just like a normal freshman high school kid. And I probably ran, you know, 1830 or something like that for 5k. Um, so, you know, nothing, nothing great at all. Um but, you know, something I, I did love doing and, um, you know, I probably always, you know, with my dad being a coach, that was always a interesting, you know, he, he was, he was kind of hands off, you know, he'd be like, Hey, here's things that you could do. And sometimes I would listen to that. And a lot of times I wouldn't listen to that. Um, <laughs> you know, is me just trying to find my own way, I guess. Um, but yeah, you know, I, and so I did that and, um, so yeah, freshman year I, I did that and, cross country, played basketball, um, just on the freshman team and then ran track. Um, and then going into my sophomore year is where I got real serious about running. I was like, all right, running, 
I'm, I'm motivated. I'm going to really run the miles in the summer. I'm going to just do things different. Um, and I did that and got a whole lot better. Um, you know, I, I think I ran my first cross country race of my sophomore. I ran like 17 flat or 1705 or something like that. And I was like, Oh, that's a big improvement. That's, you know, the things as a runner you want to see. Um, mm -hmm. but then I got a stress fracture <laughs> and oh, uh, it just kind of changed that season. Um, and so that, you know, cross country then didn't go well. When I got back to running, I was just not in good shape anymore. I was kind of running more like I was right. as a freshman. Um, and so that was hard, disappointing. And then um, that next year of basketball, then I got early on in the season, I got bumped up to varsity and that changed it for me. Then I was just basketball after that, you know, really? I'm one of the youngest guys. It was me and one of my buddies is the only two sophomores playing on varsity. Um, and at that point, I just kind of went all in on basketball. Um, and in track, I started running more 300 hurdles, things like that. Um, 400s, uh, and then, you know, from there, I just never really, my summers became basketball. Um, I always did the running stuff because I enjoyed it. I, I, you know, definitely enjoyed it. I, you know, the friends that I had and, you know, just again, being around it, uh, there was still always that part of me that I wanted to be that person. Um, but probably just didn't ever give myself a good enough chance to be, you know, I just didn't run enough. Um, I just didn't do the miles. I just didn't do what I needed to. Yeah. To probably as good as I could have been. What was the the team atmosphere like? Like how big was it? What kind of yeah, training so, were you guys doing? And so we yeah. had, you know, guys and girls um work together. Um we had the same coach. You know, and I think another piece of probably some of that shift for me was I think I had three different coaches in my four years. Oh wow. Uh, and so it was just kind of a revolving door of coaches and never really just built that relationship with a coach of, man, I trust this person. I just, whatever you say, I'm going to go do, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and so that happened. And then in track, um, you know, I had the same coach through all the years, the distance coach changed often. There was a sprint coach, but again, for me, it was bouncing between, you know, maybe I'd run the 300 hurdles or maybe I'd run on a four by eight or running a four by four. Um, and I had a couple other little injuries that just, made it to where I just never really put together good chunks of training. You know, mm -hmm. like I rolled my bat, my ankle at the end of a basketball season one time that just took a while to heal and, and feel good. And, you know, and, and so I just never really, you know, I, I did not have success. You know, I, I felt like I was most successful in basketball. Um, you know, I was good enough to maybe score some points at a conference meet, you know, things like that, but it just wasn't ever anything that, um, you know, I, I would say that I was I was most successful there at that. Yeah. Time. What was it about basketball that you like really fell in love with? I think that was again for me. It was I made a varsity, you know, and it was also some friendships there. Um, some of my close friends um, were were basketball players, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, just playing the game, I just loved it. Uh, you know, it was something I just uh, truly enjoyed doing, and. Um, yeah, end up my best friend was on the basketball team. And so, you know, the two of us just doing stuff and and and, and having fun through the summer, playing basketball, shooting around all the time. Um, yeah. you know, that's what I ended up doing instead of going for runs where, like I said, <laughs> going to my sophomore season, I was doing that with some friends, you know, I'd meet up on on Sundays for long runs. We'd go to a really cool lake and, and you know, run eight miles or whatever it may be. And, you know, I just kind of got away from that. Yeah. Do you think if you had gotten hurt? Hmm? You think if you hadn't gotten hurt your sophomore year, things would have been different? I wonder that. You know, that is definitely something, a question I ask myself is, 
that, you know, I felt like that sophomore year was kind of a defining point for me. Um, you know, if, if I didn't get hurt and I got to reap some of the benefits of the work that I did do, um, you know, what would that have looked like? Cause I, I, I tasted what it felt like that first meet, you know, and the excitement that I had there, but then also feeling, man, my foot was kind of sore that whole run. Why well, something, something feels weird. Um, and then, yeah, so I asked myself that and I asked, well, what if I wouldn't have made the varsity team as a sophomore, you know, would that have made, yeah. you know, would that have looked different? But, you know, that's just the way it worked out. And uh, again, in basketball, we had, I had the same coach my freshman, sophomore, junior year and, and built a relationship with him. And um, again, kind of that guy that was like, hey, I'll, I'll listen to what you're telling me. Yeah. Did you find any benefit from basketball with your, your running at all? I think I became a better athlete. Um, you know, I, you know, looking back now, you know, I was in high school, I graduated in 1999. Um, but like I never lifted weights in high school. Um, and so again, I got to where I was six, one, six, two, but I was 150 pounds. Um, you know, so it's very much looked like a distance runner out there playing basketball. Um, but I did, I became more athletic. You know, that was the biggest thing. I just got stronger. Um, jumping you know things like that dunk basketball you know stuff you know just yeah. that was probably from that explosive basketball stuff that I was doing and I think it did carry over probably I got faster as I got older in the 300 hurdles and in the you know, you know on a four by four and the 400 and things like that but yeah, yeah. What, what was your game like uh, I could shoot right let <laughs> <laughs> me go shoot I was quick I was fast you know, I like to get up and down the floor um, yeah. and, uh, you know, shoot and just get to the basket. <laughs> nice. Like it. Um, do you have a highlight from your, I guess it could be basketball or just like, or running in high school? Uh, I don't know if I do, <laughs> you know, if there's any big moments that stand out to me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I do remember uh, our, our crosstown rival. I think it was my, uh, it was my cross a team that beat us bad every year. You know, just beat us really bad. They were one of the better teams in the state of in, or in the state of Virginia every single year. Um, and just a different, just different athletes um, than we were. And I think they beat us my sophomore junior year by like fifty points. Um, oh, wow. It was just brutal. And uh, so my senior year, um, one of our players from our team, the junior year, transferred to go to that school uh, he was a pretty good player and he wanted to go play with the best and so he went there and uh it came down to the to the last score we only ended up losing I think by like six points but you know just to go from 50 points from the year before or two years before to, to losing by six and we played really well and uh, you know that's a game that stands out to me um I remember my best friend hitting the game winner against our crosstown rival our senior year um you know again that was a, a special moment but um, you know, it, it was all just, just fun. And again, in the running world, I don't know if there's any big moments that stood out to me. Um, yeah, I have some of those in college, I guess, um, in the track world, but yeah, not so much in high school. Do you, uh, do you follow basketball now, like NBA or college? Um, college, I love college basketball. I'm a big yeah. Duke fan. So, mm. um, yeah, you either love me or hate me, right? You either love Duke <laughs> or hate Duke. And, uh, yeah, North Carolina was you know, three and a half hour, four hour drive. And as a kid going to meets at North Carolina or at Duke with my dad, mm -hmm. just like, I'm going to live in North Carolina someday. And then just fall in love with Duke as I was growing up. Christian Leitner shot, right. That did it to me. Mm -hmm. um, I was sold from then on. <laughs> there you go. So you'd go on to go to Southwestern college in Kansas, I believe. Um, yep. How did that come about? Where else were you considering? Um, sure. You, play, you yeah, said so you played basketball and track there. 
Yep. So Southwestern College, it's a small NAIA school in Winfield, Kansas. Um, and so my dad went there. My dad grew up in Lyons, Kansas on a farm. Um, and so he went to Southwestern. Uh, and then he had a younger brother two years behind him that went to Southwestern College. And then their younger sister went to Southwestern College. Um, and my dad and uncle both ran there. Uh, and then so they all go on, you know, have lives and have kids. And so my older sister on our generation now, my older sister is the oldest one. She went to Southwestern College. Um, and then my cousins that were older than me, they all went to Southwestern College. And so okay. basically our whole family has gone to Southwestern College. Um, the cool thing, though, is my uncle was the track coach there um, coach for a number of years. Um, and, uh, and and so there was that. Right. So there was that that tie there. And. You know, it's a small NAIA school that, yeah, it gave me the opportunity to play basketball and run track, um, which was a lot of fun doing it at a level that I could do it. Um, and so just continue to do things that I enjoyed doing and, and run for my uncle. I had cousins that were there at the time. Um, one of my cousins, she was on the track team. And so just having that community and having, you know, we would go to Kansas often because our family, we have family, obviously my whole dad's side lives out there. Um, so spent a lot of childhood summers and, Christmas time, you know, going to Kansas. And so that was, I, I knew I was going to go there. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's where I, if that yeah. uh, like family lineage wasn't there, where do you think you would have gone? I don't know. Probably would have stayed around Virginia. I don't think I would have, you know, all my friends went to either, um, you know, James Madison, Radford, um, Virginia tech, you know, that was, that was pretty much where everybody from my school went. Um, a few people would go to UVA, but for the most part, um, so I'm sure I probably would have stayed home. I don't think I would have had the courage to just up and go, you know, halfway across the country on my own. Um, you know, so unless I, you know, you have a sport or something like that where you're going to have some, that, that friendships right away. Yeah. You know, a team of people, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm very similar. Need like a, mm -hmm. a reason to go. I'm not just going to, yeah. I don't know, up and move on a yep. whim. Yep. 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 <laughs> So how uh, how was your time at Southwestern? I loved it. Um, it was a small. The college was smaller than my high school, um, wow. and so you know it was a very small town, and so very much different than Northern Virginia. Um, but again, it was different for me, so it was a change of pace. Um, but then you know instantly just getting there in the fall or you know late summer and just jumping around in basketball stuff. And so again, there was those people you know that you just automatically just start getting to know and and develop a relationship with. Um, and so that made, you know, the transition into college really easy. Um, and then, you know, basketball is fun and then eventually getting into track season, but you know, I absolutely loved it. And, you know, looking back, I appreciated the small school. I appreciated the small classes, um, kept it pretty simple, you know, for me. Um, it's definitely not for everybody. Uh, I had a lot of friends that I met during my time there that were there for a year, maybe two and then mm. transferred out and, and went to a much larger school because they're like, yeah, this isn't what they want to do. And, you know, smaller schools like that are expensive. Um, and so just for no, so many different reasons, but um, I, re I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. What, uh, what'd your year look like as far as training for track and basketball? Yep. So, you know, when I get on campus, uh, it was just all basketball from the get go and, and, you know, just with playing and running and lifting and, and doing all that. And so um, I would never touch track until after basketball ended. Um, and then from there, it would just jump right into the track season. And I ran mostly the 400. 
Um, long jumped a little bit. Again, it was kind of smaller team. Where could you fill some needs? You know, what, what are you good to do? Um, and, you know, so I did that. I even threw the javelin some, um, <laughs> ran to 400 hurdles. Sometimes I, I did not like running that one very much. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was more like a conference meet or, you know, trying to score some points and, and put people around. But, um, you know, it was, it just then turned into as soon as basketball is over, just right into track and, and, and get training for that. And eventually one of my best friends, one of my roommates was also a basketball track guy. And so that took that to just a whole nother level of fun for me. Um, and it, you know, I, I would say my last couple of years, I, I really enjoyed track and to the point where after three years of basketball, I decided that, you know, tracks, what I want to go do. I'm just going to go focus in on and, and run. And I um, picked up the indoor track season and, and, and did that. So. Yeah. What, uh, what'd your training look like for track? Um, so I was with the sprinters, you know, um, and that coach at the time, uh, he took us to, um, so my, my uncle was the track cross country coach that coached the distance runners. And then uh, there's another guy that was there for a long time as well that um, kind of coached the sprinters and short and long sprinters. And so I was mostly with the long sprinters, you know, 400 meter group. Um, I would do hurdle stuff every once in a while. Um, but, you know, mostly is, you know, I just remember, you know, lots of 300s, lots of 200s, lots of 500s. Um, and probably he was more of the uh, volume. Um, I don't, you know, we, we would do short, fast stuff, um, but typically he would take the short sprinters and, and do more of the short stuff. Um, so I just, I do, I just remember lots of, you know, 200 repeats at 28 seconds or, um, you know, whatever, you know, with, with a little bit of rest and, and, um, you know, so just a lot of that type stuff. Yeah. Did you benefit a lot from it? Like how it was I think so. I think probably for me, you know, I wasn't the, um, was not a 21 second, 200 meter runner. Um, you know, I wasn't going to be able to turn over that quick and, and do that. And so for me, the 400 training, I just had to get strong enough to where, um, getting good enough shape that, you know, once I got going, I, I, I could just maintain that and keep going and, and continue to be strong up the home stretch. Um, and so having that, that, that definitely benefited me. Yeah. Do you have a highlight from your, your time in track? Um, you know, cool things about, um, Southwestern track was, um, so our, the cross country team, so my uncle, they won 31 conference, I think it was 31 conference championships in a row. Um, wow. and the track team had that same streak going as well. Uh, I think it got to like number 29 or, or something like that. Um, and so conference meets were a big deal, right. To, uh, um, continue the streak, you know, you want to be the first team after 20 years to, to yeah. and so, um, you know, those stand out to me. Um, I had the opportunity to run on a DMR, run a 400 leg on a DMR indoors one year. Um, and it was at East Tennessee State University in Johnson City, Tennessee, which is where I was born in Tennessee and where oh, my cool. mom grew up. And so, um, you know, getting to go there uh, is not any place I ever lived for more than, you know, like I said, I just lived there for a year or two. Um, but getting to go there and being a part of that. And we we just missed out on being all Americans, but we set the school record. Um, and that was, you know, that was a fun experience. Um, and then, uh, you know, for, again, we just missed the national qualifying mark on a four by four. Um, but I just remember the, the fun, you know, our four by four, um, we were starting to run much faster than we ever had in, in years. Um, and so being competitive there and, and again, that was with some pretty close friends of mine. Um, and so just having that thing that we did, 
and, and getting behind that and getting excited about that. Um, you know, those were, those were, were the fun things. And I think I got third in the conference in javelin one year, which was uh, <laughs> a surprise to me, you know, that's uh, awesome. And you know, just little things like that. It just, it was a, it was a really fun experience. And, um, you know, going to listen to my uncle talk every day at practice uh, and, our <laughs> and things like that, you know, it was, it was so cool uh, is to see how alike he and my dad are, but different they are too in that world. Mm. Um, and, and so that was fun, you know, running with my cousins and, and having people there. So yeah, my highlights. Did you have any regrets about not playing basketball your senior year? At times, but that's the year that I didn't, that's the year I did indoor and we got to go to the national meet. Mm. Right. So I, I had that big moment and had that fun. Um, but yeah, there's definitely times when, um, I look back to it and I was like, ah, what could have been, you know, going into my senior year, but it just, it just had changed. So, you know, there's just, there's just reasons I was kind of just done with it and wanted to move on to something different. I'd had a lot of fun in track the year before and mm. kind of had that same thing. And I was like, oh, what happens if I go ahead and put my time into this? What could this look like? Yeah, definitely. I'm sure that DMR was very validating. Yeah, um, yeah no, that was a ton of fun. Before we go to career coaching stuff, is there anything we missed you want to talk about about high school or or college? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's I that, that sums it up, I think, you know. I don't know if there's uh anything else. Yeah. You know, I like I said, I I had an injury my senior I ended up going five years as I tried to figure out what in the world I was going to do with my life when I got out of college right yeah, uh, yeah. what job am I going to go get um so I ended up staying five years to to get a teaching degree teaching certificate but you know I had another injury that that I learned a lot from um kind of made me miss out on that next indoor season um didn't get back on the DMR as I was trying to get back into shape coming off of a, a surgery in the fall so again, I, those are all things that in the moment were hard and, and difficult, but now that I look back and, and now that I'm coaching, um, you know, I, I, I take those lessons and, and apply them now and the things that I went through and the things I thought about and, um, you know, so I, it's, it's a positive thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so coming into college, what did you think you'd be doing after college? And then how did that change? Like once yeah. you graduated? I was not going to be a teacher. Right. And so <laughs> my, my mom was a teacher. My dad taught my aunts and uncles were teachers. My older sister had just graduated from Southwestern college and she was going back home to be a teacher. <laughs> and so my two things were, I was not going to go back home and I did not want to be a teacher. Uh, <laughs> and so I, you know, I had taken a handful of business classes in, in high school and enjoyed that. And um, one of my cousins that I'm closest with, um, more of a brother figure to me, older brother, he was a business major at Southwestern college. And so I was like, all right, that, I'll go, you know, I'll go check out the business world and, um, and, and go do that and get a business degree. And, you know, I found after my first year, year and a half, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to have this business degree, but what am I going to do with it? What is, what am I going to do? Um, and coaching was always something that, Again, I always thought my dad had the coolest job in the world and whatever he was doing, I wanted to do what he did. Um, and so I knew that teaching would be the only, you know, that'd, that'd be the easiest way into the coaching world. Um, and so I, 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 as I was getting through college, I thought, okay, you know what, I'm going to have a business degree, um, but I'm going to go ahead and take my teaching classes as well, uh, get my teaching certificate. And then when it's all said and done, I can either go into the, you know, whatever the business world I'm going to do, or I can 
um, go be a teacher and and be a business teacher and and do that. And so um, that's what I ended up changing to, and then went ahead and got in on. Okay, this is it. I'm, I've settled on that, and so um, yeah, I did what I said I was not going to. If you'd like to continue listening to this episode of the podcast, you'll need to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Indiana Runner. Once you do, you'll get access to all full-length episodes of the interview portion of the podcast, in addition to other subscriber-only content, including extra content from Colin and Taylor, book club episodes, the ability to ask my guests questions, and much more. Thanks again for listening to and supporting this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you on Patreon.